they say necessity is the mother of invention, right? Mm. Well, so is being really pissed off. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like, I was just so mad that, yeah. that, like, I bought into the hype of, you know, hustle and grind and make a public commitment in here <laughs> so you cannot back up from Exclusive. Your, your, your content. No, no, I'm committed. I'm doing this. So, <laughs> the show is going to be all about sovereignty. I don't fit in. I'm yeah. rebellious. I'm extremely disobedient. I question everything. And I'm also incredibly innovative. I'm curious. I find flaws in logic and I make things better. So um, I'm awesome and the world needs me. We've got some. Hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. You're listening to the Content is Profit podcast, where we talk about entrepreneurship, mindset, and of course, how to turn your content into profit. Go to contentsprofit.com to get started today and join the community. Come on, guys. It's fun. It's awesome. We party all the time. Guys, today, incredible guest incredible episode we're gonna be talking about building the life you dreamed of and many other things we're gonna talk a lot about yeah actually we had a challenge we had a challenge from today's guest she said i want challenging questions Uh, so so, i think today we we, we're gonna dig into or you know or inner Socrates and look for those really good questions. So Luis, that will not be talking today, but I'm going to be a, a total learner over here today. Uh, but with that, Fancy, do we do we have a sponsor too? Indeed we do. Ah, Thank you for asking you, sir. Welcome, my friend. And today's sponsor is your own, The Biz Bros. That's yes, good. we sponsor our own podcast with content, That's momentum. Right. That's right. If you want to build a powerful network, you want to have a platform that raises your status and gives you more opportunities, guess what? We are here to help you out. Slide in the DMs at BizBrosco on Facebook, on Instagram. That's right. And go ahead and follow the show because every Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays, these episodes are dropping with incredible value for you to move your business forward and your life forward. So go ahead and follow the show. Support. Support. It's awesome. That is right. And if today's guest helped you move one step forward towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode with three friends. That is your ticket of admission to today's episode. And... And leave a five-star review. Today's guest was introduced to us by a previous Content is Profit guest. And it turns out we are in the same city. That aside, she's someone that can change your life forever. And she will if you let her. That is right. Today's guest has had a lifetime of experiences. She understands the struggles of today's high performers better than anyone else. And she's here today to help you find happiness in your life and business. Today's guest is the number one best-selling author of The Six Habits, a TEDx speaker and an award-winning business owner that has sold over 15 million macaroonies in contracts <laughs> and ended up retiring at 37. Pretty impressive if you ask me. Pretty impressive indeed. Please welcome best-selling author and America's happiest coach, Laura DiBenedetto. What's up, Laura? That is like literally the best intro I've ever had. Yeah. Let's go. Mission accomplished. Imagine if we would be doing this live. Just, just saying. We'll have like confetti. I'm just like, yeah. yeah. No, I love it. I mean, shit, if I had that kind of introduction, just getting out of bed every day. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's like a $500 service. So, I mean, we're totally okay with like, doing that. You know, just I mean, let us know. you're here in Jacksonville, yeah. so. Yeah, you know. There we go. Hey, not... America's happiest coach deserves America's happiest introduction, I guess, right? It's a match right? made in heaven right yeah. there. The yeah. cats don't really like make it to the hype squad, but <laughs> you guys are totally promoted. 
Thank you. Sounds Thank good. you so we'll much. We'll take it. <laughs> yes, deep in your heart. By the way, so behind the scenes, a little bit in the in the live, we were talking about how I'm going to be a little bit of a third wheel today, right? Fonsu's <laughs> like, oh my God, yeah, I had this incredible conversation with Laura, like before the, you know, like a month ago. And I'm like, oh my God, okay. Well, for people like me that might not have that background, and I did some homework, so I might know one or two things, but like who who's Laura? Like, uh, can you can you explain to us a little bit of your journey? Like when do you use entrepreneurship? thing started we call it the thing i guess uh, i mean you call it the thing it seems like it. <laughs> it is the thing it's the thing that'll make your life better worse and everything all in between so entrepreneurship is a hell of a ride it's it's a roller coaster that you love and hate all at the same time so who am i well i'm a rebel i don't like rules rules suck uh i don't want to grow up that sucks too and uh i always wanted the same things that mostly everybody else wanted i wanted to be happy and i wanted to make uh you know an impact um you know on my own life and i really just wanted to do what i wanted to do right and uh wealth is something we all want success is something we all want i knew all that and and you know for years i was the young scrappy rebellious entrepreneur who started a company at 19 and tried to build myself a little empire and i I did all the things, but I, I, I forgot a lot of stuff along the way. Like, oh, I don't know. Be happy. Don't be a raging psycho bitch. Um, <laughs> don't set your health on fire. Stuff like that. And um, when I retired, uh, all of the things that I forgot came barreling at me like a mm. uh, whole convoy of trucks just running me over. I was sick. I was fighting with my hubby. Like, it was just rough. It was really, really rough. Mm. So... I just got really inspired. I was just like, damn it, what did I do wrong? So I wanted to know what happy people had in common because whatever it was, I didn't have it. And uh, just got really curious. I wanted to solve the problem. Did, became a very happy, super fun, very, um, you know, joyful uh, goal crusher. And uh, it's been the most epic thing in the universe to be able to help other people be really courageous and joyful and just going after everything's and doing things the right way you know yeah. have it all without setting yourself on fire that's a nice thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely i mean i feel like we've experienced it a little bit we actually just came from an event about two weeks ago came back from an event and one of the guys there his name is alex sharf and he was talking about how entrepreneurs love to be the arsonist of their life like if they are not putting out fires like <laughs> they're gonna go and they're gonna start their own fires right and I don't know, I, it seems to me like that stage of your life, you were kind of that person. You were like, I need a fire to be putting out to like, I just want to go, 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 go and have that feeling of momentum, of success that you're consistently achieving. And obviously that right. pay, you pay the price for that. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah. I'm curious on that transition, right? On that transition from like, I am person A and now I'm transitioning to B. The, starting to get into awareness of who I can become, right? Or who do I need to become in order to be happy and maybe like save my own life, right? Uh, and I'm curious, how did that awareness look for you? Um, Damn, Fonzie, right off the bat. Right off the bat. Hey, we're going yeah. strong here. <laughs> no, I like it. You know, the, the, the awareness of something like that is when you know, you finally just feel the impact of everything all at once. And when you're constantly moving for the sake of moving, that's called momentum, right? Uh, and I was loaded with momentum. And then when I finally stopped, I actually had a minute to assess. And I was like, whoa, this this is not what I thought I was getting. This, this is not 
fun, healthy, enjoyable, anything. Like mm. something's wrong here. It was really just the revelation of like something's horribly wrong. Um, you know, happiness, um, it matters really matters and people want to discount it and like oh it's fluffy girl stuff uh no it's uh kind of like core to humans and particularly entrepreneurs because why the hell do we start businesses in the first place why do you guys start this podcast because we make you happy to do it right and you know i i pursued a lot of things for the end goal not necessarily for the journey and it was man it just like it was when i finally actually had a minute to just feel the impact and the weight of all the choices that I made, it, um, it just really made me very self-reflective. And uh, frankly, it was painful. I mean, they say necessity is the mother of invention, right? Mm. Well, so is being really pissed off. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like, I was just so mad that, yeah. that like, I bought into the hype of, you know, hustle and grind and blah, blah, blah. Like I, I bought into all that stuff and God, what a scam. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. You know, and nothing's free. Nothing is free. So you like, yeah, I can hustle and I can do all this other stuff. No, like freedom isn't free. Hard work isn't free. Just yeah. because it doesn't cost you dollars doesn't mean it's not going to cost you something. It costs mm. me time with my family. It costs me my health. It costs me, frankly, having a nice personality there for a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, Don't recommend going that route. Thank you for sharing. Um, so I, I've, I've been listening to, to a lot of like, I, I've been going back to like entrepreneur stories on like how they, and, and I've noticed a, a little bit of a trend. Like, um, we, I guess I call it cycles, right? Do you feel yeah. like people or that get into this world of like, I want to build something, right? I want to create something, whether that's like very young age or now. Uh, do they have to cycle, right? Like, I, I because I feel like everybody has like that story of like, man, like I really like worked really hard, really hustled. Mm-hmm. I really like move mountains to get to this spot, and then I get to this spot, and it's like crap. It's not really what I thought it was gonna be, right? And it's like mm-hmm. this this convoy of trucks, like you described, that hitting your face, right? And and right. Uh, in most stories, <laughs> you hear that moment, right? And uh, and then I've I've heard. A couple of entrepreneurs are like, man, yeah, that's that's called cycling, right? And it happens again at different levels depending on what you do. Do you feel like that's necessary, or can can people really like skip it? Or if they if they don't skip it, like why why are people not really learning? Like I, I feel I personally feel that it might be a necessary step, and we should just accept it. <laughs> so what what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think you know everybody's cycle is different. That's a good question. I asked you to challenge me and you did. That's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, I, first of all, everybody's cycle is different. And I think it's different based on who you are and what you value and also what you're pursuing, right? Mm-hmm. And and how well you understand what the journey to get there will look like and the outcome. Um, and, and people tend to repeat the same mistakes until they learn them. So that's a cycle, if I ever saw one. So if you continually find yourself being disappointed in the outcome... Maybe you could focus less on the outcome, maybe understand the outcome more before you jump in. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of different things to that. But I mean, there's there's a lot of this that's like really optional. I think that if you change who you are and how you approach the things you do, the journey, blah, 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 it can be different. So, I mean, you know, I, I did some of this cyclical stuff myself, but it's like how many times are you going to touch the hot stove until you stop doing it? Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like for me it was i had to actually 
change the relationship with the journey and decide that the journey was the point. The destination is a detail. And it's nice to know the general direction I'm going in and I know why I'm going there. And a lot of people who really support and extol the virtues of like smart goals, um, are like get specific, blah, 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 blah. But things like that can really just arbitrarily wear you down mm. just because you know it's it's forcing a rigidity and a commitment to an outcome versus enjoyment of the journey and the pleasure of doing it for the sake of doing it yeah, yeah. before you go fancy in, in a question i know that you're mm. about to but i i, I want to make a comment on this because i don't think we've shared this story before we actually went through an exercise exclusive we Oh no, that's not wow, about wrong bro. sound. It, yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, okay, there you go. <laughs> we actually went through an exercise um, a few months ago, right? We grabbed this book Traction, which has it was really helpful, right? We followed a lot of the steps, right? But we're in the stage in the company that we have been evolving. The service that we offer has evolved. We get feedback constantly every single day, and it gets better and better and better, right? Um, sometimes mm -hmm. we hit uh, a really good angle. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's like no, and we test messages and a lot of the things with the production of of our own content of the things that we do. And when we did this exercise, I internally felt like it was built for a company that already has everything set up and is running. And, and it's like to gather this like big group of people together through this vision, right? But we were in this place where we're very malleable, right? Like we have to adapt, we have to move. And we're like, okay, let's commit to this for the next like two, three months, right? And to me personally, mm -hmm was really challenging to do that because we uh, we saw opportunities. We're nimble, right? We said we're a team of five and we can move very quickly and adapt very quickly. But because in our heads we said, let's follow this one structure, it, it slowed us down to the point that we decided we're like, that these are some elements that we can grab today and we can implement on our day-to-days or like L10s or like our, our weekly meetings to implement action. But as far as like how we're going to deal with this in the business, right? We have to be very flexible to be able to 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 adapt to the marketplace and the things that we do because we're creating from, from zero. So when you first started uh, and when you or you started to evolve in your business... Can you can you single out a situation where it was something similar like that, or, or like how how was that process for you on establishing that structure with your business, with your team members, with with the clients that you that you that you handle at the time? Uh, I think that that uh, you're really talking about um, rigidity, right? Yeah. So the. I think a lot of us enter entrepreneurship and business the first time we do something with a preconceived idea of how it should be done mm -hmm. versus let's figure out how I would like to do it, which is a totally different thing. So, you know, early in my 20s when I was a new leader, new entrepreneur, new all the things, right? I, you know, I was looking at other people. How do you do this stuff? Mm -hmm. You know, and not really sure, like, you know, what's the way not understanding that that is that guy's way and that's that lady's way and there's all these different possibilities it took me a while to figure it out that it's like <laughs> sometimes i can totally just jump out of the airplane and build the parachute on the way down and that's fine other times i can just decide nah i hate the way the whole world does it i'm just gonna do it my own way and if it goes sideways that's okay um it's actually been better when i listen to my own intuition mm. about You know, I know what I want and I know the way I wish to be and who I wish to be in this process. So knowing those things, what can I create yeah. that feels right? Yeah. And then if it isn't right, just tweak it. Yeah, mm -hmm. love it.
That oh, this has been so on topic with my past two days, and like, <laughs> no, I, I'm not kidding. Like, you guys are like hitting the topic that has been in my mind these past two days. So we are trying to build a a product, right? Kind of like a six week program. We're still working on the details, right? But pretty much, we're trying to productize what we've done with our business and with the service, and through this. We've been going through a discovery process where we're calling, you know, people that we work with, people that we know that they publish content, obviously doing the research. And yesterday I was having this conversation with a really good friend and he's like, dude, I love what you guys are building because it's not about the how. Like you are providing kind of like a framework for people to build their own how. And then he recommended me a podcast episode and I was like, okay, cool. I'll listen to it tonight. And last night I was listening to it and... It was talking about how, just what you said, when we come in, we have this preconceived notion of like, oh, successful people are successful because they just do X, Y, and C, right? Or because they hustle and grind, for example, right? And they take, they're like, oh, that is the how I need to become that person. I got to take on that identity. And then they go deeper on tactics, strategies, and they only look for the how, but they don't realize that each of us have different capacity, right? Like, the way he Absolutely. operates is different than the way that you're going to operate. It's different than the way that I'm going to operate. Absolutely. So we all need to find and build our own how. And I think part of what's li- missing here in the entrepreneurship world is having that space, right? Where mm-hmm. you feel confident enough or you feel supported enough to go and build your own how without maybe, you know, Without having in the mind like, oh, I'm doing it wrong, right? Having that space exactly. for for mistakes and and just at the end of the day, entrepreneurship is an entrepreneur, is somebody that takes risks, right? So absolutely, I want to I want to jump in and tell yeah, you yeah, absolutely. Content, but I don't want no. okay. So I was on um I was on a different show um earlier in the week, and um the host asked me all about like, well, who are your mentors and you know role models and all that other stuff. And uh, I think I gave an answer that she wasn't really prepared for. <laughs> we ended up having a really great conversation, but you know, she's very much, or at least before that conversation, was of the mind that everybody needs a mentor and all that stuff. And then you find out that some people are super extra rebellious and they don't respond respond <laughs> to external uh, expectations too well. Hello, or <laughs> internal. Also, hello. Um, <laughs> And so my answer to that question was, I never had a mentor and I didn't use coaches because why the hell am I going to pay a lot of money for someone I'm not going to friggin' listen to anyway? (laughs) That's it. Like my, my, this is not ego. This is just me being stubborn actually. So take it in the context. I'm giving it to you. I am my own mentor, you know, meaning that like, you know, right now, like I'm, I'm, I'm like before this meeting, I was working on doing all the logistical backend stuff to launch my own podcast. Yes, I could hire somebody else for this, but I like to know how to do it. I don't mm. care what other people have done. Yeah. I actually want to learn the hard way by doing it. You know, like I just think differently. I've got ADHD. I can't learn stuff from books very easily. I get bored in two seconds. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ugh, it's easier for me to do it, you know, which is why, you know, I was talking to you guys about cryptocurrency before. I'm excited about it because I am in it. I have cryptocurrency. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, now I get it. Like I'm a learn yeah. by do not so much learn by discuss theoretically or read from a book. So 
no, didn't do the whole mentoring coaching thing, but it doesn't mean other people shouldn't. It actually yeah. depends very much on how you respond to expectations. If you are a person who responds to a good swift kick in the tushy from somebody else, <laughs> get a coach. If you don't listen to a person on the planet, save your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do, do you or feel... find someone who really understands how to get you to want to do stuff? Yeah. Do you yeah. always knew that or like how, how do you discover that? Right. Because as you're describing this situation there in my head, I'm going through several situations where I felt the same way. Like we felt the same way when we launched our live show, you know, there's many people out there telling you, you should do this way and you should launch this way and you should, the art should look this way. And we're like, screw all that. Right. We're going to do this because that's the only way that we're going to actually execute yeah, the podcast. Like, actually, no, you should do it that way. <laughs> I do it the way I want to do it. Thanks yeah. for your input. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, we felt this way about many things, right? And I, obviously mm. I, I quote the, the show because what we're doing now, but was there a moment where you were like at peace with it? We're like, okay, like from this moment on, or was something like, do you struggle with that? Because I feel like that's no, one of those identities you always knew. Okay, perfect. Uh, no, no, no. L listen, okay. everybody needs to send condolences, cards and flowers to my parents for raising me. <laughs> my dad is bald and my mom has completely white hair and it's my fault. Like, <laughs> Thank you, mom and I'm, dad. Like, yeah. My mom would be like, clean your room. <laughs> no, you know, hey, you need to do your homework. No. You know, uh, we need you to dress this way. No, you can't swear at church. No, like, <laughs> I've been very, very uncontrollable my my whole life unless I have been wanting to exercise self control. There's yeah. not a, like I'm not in the majority of the population. I'm probably like 11 percent yeah. of the population who I don't respond to. Um, like if I say I'm going to go to the gym, I'm not going. Like, <laughs> but if you tell me, hey, I need you to do this for me for four o'clock. No, like the only way something gets done is if I deeply want to do it. And, you know, it's just it's been like this my whole life. And, you know, I, I always used to criticize myself, like, why can't I be like everybody else? Blah, blah, blah. And then I turn it into a superpower. It was like, actually, I want to be like everybody else. I don't fit in. I'm yeah. rebellious. I'm extremely disobedient. I question everything. And I'm also incredibly innovative. I'm curious. I find flaws in logic and I make things better. So um, I'm awesome and the world needs me. Yeah. Is what I've concluded. Yeah. <laughs> studio clap. I love it. Yeah, I yeah, love the it. Studio clap. There we yeah. go. Standing hey. ovation. Standing <laughs> ovation. Crowd, crowd. Yeah, we go. Crowd was a little late on that one. Yeah. yeah. It, it's interesting that <laughs> I should. <laughs> there's that yeah the crowd went super wild in this one uh there's this podcast i will listen to it's called my my first million it's really it is very entertaining podcast for entrepreneurs actually it's crack and for entrepreneurs that's how they in say audio it. form. it's crack yeah. for entrepreneurs but uh these yeah. guys were talking about this fighter right of the ufc that he's insane that he's crazy <laughs> and he just like literally when he's like a russian and i don't know how to make a russian accent but when he like talks he's please like, try he's please like try. i just want to kill everybody something like that he's like insane right and yeah okay. li literally like that's what he's saying to like the president yeah. of the ufc And they ask him about success. I don't remember the exact question, but he was like, hey, look, I'm going to be successful because I'm, cra because I'm crazy. I know the crazy people out there is going to be successful. And the normal people that want to be yeah. successful, they're never going to get to be successful because they're not crazy enough. So the, the guy that was talking... The no, you, see, you need a certain amount of crazy to get anywhere in life because yep. that's where tenacity comes from. Exactly. And, and I think there's a lot of suppressing the crazy going on around... Oh my in, in, in God, you are so right. 
I don't, I used to hide my crazy. Now I'm like, no, I'm crazier than a shithouse rat and <laughs> I'm good with it. Like, I don't agree with everybody on yep. most things and it's okay. Like, I'm actually so proud of the crazy. Just like this, this, uh, mm. this wrestler was, you know, because the crazy makes you yeah. different. And like, you know, I posted this on my Facebook the other day, like well-behaved women, no, what did I say? Poorly behaved women, um, make history, create jobs in their own, sh and they are their own sugar mamas. Hell mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Like, and, and the same is true of men, of course, but like, <laughs> you know, behaving yeah. basically means that you're living to appease other people. Mm. And, and, you know, I'm sorry, but like, there's a lot of us who are just not meant to do that, mm -hmm. you know? And it, it's not that like, you know, it's, 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 uh, intended to be disrespectful, but like, there's so many brilliant kids that are like squashed, um, from, you know, thinking for themselves or thinking yeah. of entrepreneurial stuff. I mean, like I think of my nephew, right, man, he's such a bright little bugger. He's funny. He's <laughs> smart. He's eight years old. He's very obnoxious. He wants to do everything that he wants to do. He's getting older, you know, and he's more polite and he, and, and I can see like school and mom and everybody taming the beast while sometimes I've wanted to duct tape him through the wall. <laughs> um, I love that little booger because someday he's going to do something great. And I yeah. love it because it's going to come from his rebellion. Yeah. Like school takes your spirit out of you. Um, society takes your mm. willingness to be different out of you. Like school, society, parents, we mean well, but like what we do to kids is we say to them, don't speak up. Don't critically think, don't challenge authority. Don't create new things. Do what you're told, blend in and be a good person. Yeah. That's boring. Nobody ever innovated, made history, made the world better by doing those things. Yeah. So if you're weird as hell, good. Change the world. Yeah. I, I, I love this conversation of weird. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I personally feel like we were pretty weird growing up. I mean, my, my girlfriend still says that I'm very, very weird. <laughs> I, I get it. But on the it. inside, sometimes I'm like, man, I want to be like weirder. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I want to get out there. So just, just shave your beard. I'm so, sure you are weirder. You just need to have more courage to lean okay. into the weirdness. Okay. So let's talk about that. Cause you know, when I, when I mentioned crazy, right. And you're like, Oh, I love that. I'm like, cool. Cause that is the people. And, and let's put it in the con in the context of content, the people that are like, we can perceive their energy as somewhat crazy, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Are the people that connect with the most amount of people out there? Are the people that have their message heard, right? Like people are like, oh, I, I connect to your crazy. And it doesn't have to be crazy that you're like running out on the street in your underwear, right? That's not the crazy that we're talking about. But it's no, pretty much like showing unapologetically on camera and just being themselves. Yeah. There's so much fear of that, right? When it comes to putting yourself out there. Of course, like you said, when you're when we're being raised, we're telling like don't speak up, right? Like I'm pretty sure that's a big, big factor, right? Uh we love her dad. I'm gonna make that disclaimer before I said this comment. It's become a character of the show, but yeah, it's become a character. Spoiler, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, again, I love you, Dad, if you're watching this. Thank you. But growing up, he, he used to be like, just sit down and listen to me and don't speak up, right? And like if you say something like you're gonna get in trouble, I was like Oh man, like that, or be, or be humble, or like the don't brag of these things, and we're like we're always like yeah, like okay, we will we will have a massive success. This is an example, yeah. like going to go Euro, to Europe and play soccer yeah. in Europe, for example, for a full year. That was massive 
to where we grew up. Like, that's not normal, right? Like, you should be celebrating these things, right? But at the same time, we're like, no, we came back and we're like, okay, we're, we're you know, we don't talk about this yeah, too like, much, right? Yeah, like, I think we perceive mm. being humble so much to the sense that we were like, oh, no, you know, like, I got lucky. For example, like, mm. you pretty much putting away your own merits. Uh, but what I wanted yeah. to go with this question is, how can people start leaning in to their crazy, right? How can they start show up authentically? And because that in a sense, is going to help them live a better, happier life. Indeed. So here comes. Do you have a drum roll? Do you have that? You got one of those sound effects? Nice. Here comes. Famous <laughs> plug. Um, the whole reason I wrote my book was to answer that question. So, Let's hey, go. But anyway, like, so the six habits is all about um, how we think. Right. And how our thoughts, our thoughts basically like tear us down. Right. Yep. And our thoughts are oftentimes they're pre-programmed by our parents, by a lot of the stuff mm. that you've just described. Right. And, you know, what would happen when you didn't listen to your dad? He, you know, penalized you somehow or gave you some sort of punishment or negative outcome as a result of not be doing what you were told. And, you know, being humble and all of these things that perhaps served him as a parent who was trying to wrangle two rowdy boys, but maybe yep. didn't serve you as your journey to being men, right? So the second habit, I actually just wrote a newsletter that's going out Tuesday about this. It's all about acceptance. The second habit is acceptance. Acceptance mm. is unconditional self-love, which means that you get to disappoint other people knowing that you are still awesome And their disappointment does not change that. And a lot of people can't handle this concept. I mean, I myself for years could not handle it. I would always want to do what I was told. And I, I would want to blend in and wear the same crap that everybody else in New England used to wear. I don't live there anymore. Um, you know, and I, I wanted to fit in because I wanted people to like me for essentially being them. Yeah. Not liking me for me. Yeah. Turns out I am a lot Uh, different than I thought I was. When I gave myself permission to really let people down, gave myself permission to not please everybody, it, it was very hard because I had to learn I'm worthy of love, yep. um, even if you don't think so. I am worthy of approval from me, even if you don't think so. I am worthy of, you know having a nice life even if you hate all my choices i'm mm. worthy of speaking my mind even if you hate what i say like i am worthy i am worthy i am worthy and i love me no matter what i look like no matter what i sound like no matter what i've done i forgive myself for all the dumb shit i've done i forgive um you know myself for all the terrible thoughts i've had and you know i treat myself like someone who mm. loves themselves right so what happens when we do this work to learn as a default To love ourselves, not just like esoterically and like, you know, out in the ether somewhere like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I love myself. No, you you hardcore love yourself like you yeah. love your own child or your brother or your parent. Like it's not conditional. Like no, you don't yeah. love them based on good behavior. You just love them. That's it. That's yeah. the way we need to treat ourselves. But we don't. Right. Mm. So what I do in the book is I teach people how to love yourself forever unconditionally and get over the self-loathing bullshit because then you can say 
no, I'm absolutely going to brag about this stuff. And if you're not comfortable with me um, talking about my accomplishments, it's probably because you haven't worked on yourself and you're deeply insecure. Mm. And the only way you feel good about yourself is if I look like shit and we're not going to play that game. So I'm going to feel good about me and I'm going to invite you to feel good about you. And then maybe we can try this again. So I'm not going to like... I am absolutely done. And this is probably the biggest advantage of the work that I've done over the last couple of years as a result of the book and all that other stuff. I stopped dimming my brightness because mm. other people didn't bring shades to the party. Like mm. we're done. Like I'm loud. I'm obnoxious. I have a wicked sense of humor. I'm the only person in Florida that apparently says the word fuck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> around here. But like, you know, I don't, I don't I'm like I'm I'm big and bold and whatever. I was the only person in Massachusetts that in the middle of winter would wear a hot pink dress because I could. That's you know, good. like I, I moved to Maui and even though it broke my mother's heart, I did it anyway. And I've I've started multiple businesses and I've done all kinds of crazy stuff and I've lost friends because I refused to let them encroach on my boundaries. Were they mm. really my friends if they wanted to? Like these are the things you do when you actually powerfully, unconditionally, crazy love yourself. And my book teaches you how to do that. So shameless plug. Go. Yes, let's go. Ooh. Love it. Guys, go get the book right go now. Golden Boulder moment. That was like a Golden Boulder, like 10 minutes. So that was great. Uh, yeah. So, and I, and I love your passion. Well, One thank second. You. One second. I just want to say I love your passion. I know, we get, well, we got to keep plugging the book real quick. Guys, yes. go get the six habits. Link is in the description. Absolutely. Or, uh, Laura, where they can go to get this book? What website? Laura, the Benedetto. Well, you can go to Amazon. You can also go to the6habits.com. T-H-E-S-I-X habits.com. Look at that. Super easy. Super simple. There's it, also it, an audiobook recorded by yours truly. And you have a 90-day kind of like mastery program too, right? Something Ooh, like that. But I do. Yeah. So, um, turns out... Uh, I say this as the CEO of a marketing company. Habits are not actually formed in the tidy like 21 or 30 days <laughs> that marketers would have you believe so they can sell you more crap. Yep. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you the God's honest truth. I have sold less programs because I refuse to lie to people and I feel super good about it. Mm, Anyone yeah. that buys my program knows it's 90 days, baby. And over this period of time, you're going to be uncomfortable and squirmy and all that other stuff, but you will grow you will actually get the damn result you came here for because it does what it says on the tin, unlike most things where people lie to you. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm done with that. Like, okay. I'm high integrity. I love period. that. I, I love that. Program will change your life. Yes. I love that. And, and, and I do want to encourage people, go check it out. Give her a try. She has a very nice video explaining everything in there that you can learn from and then go and buy the book. I'm not quite as energetic in but that video. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We, we can send this little little part over here and you can put it in. Yeah. That's totally fine. But, but Laura, <laughs> now, now I want to challenge a little bit of your, your thought right now. And, and I'm just challenging right. this because it's actually an idea that I've ran across or ran into i guess ran into uh, recently right we met this guy again at, at the event that we where we were this guy is like a thinker super cool guy and honestly like mm -hmm. he had like this aura about him and i i went to him and i was like dude like he was also like seven feet tall yeah he was also like seven yeah. feet tall he was huge so <laughs> i was like dude not to have an aura when you're that big i was like who are you what do you do and he's like i help people with like their behaviors and like changing them and stuff like that so i was like oh interesting so i go and check oh, out did you meet tony robbins <laughs> well sounds like we're, him actually now I mean, that we talk about it but no, have, yeah, he, no tony robbins is like three times as wide as this guy uh but oh, okay. but i go to his to his website right and i read the sales page and honestly a very 
like well-crafted sales pitch. I was like all, all over it. And he talks about the almost life, how he has been living his almost life for a very long time, right? Like, oh, he wanted to uh, journal and he almost accomplished it completely, right? Like he wanted to journal for like a full year and he almost accomplished it. He wanted to be a professional basketball player and he almost accomplished that. Like he would, it would seem like huh. every time he was at the edge of accomplishing something, something would happen, self-sabotage or any other things that would not allow him to be successful, right? And I was like, wow, like, Honestly, that story at that point, I was like, is resonating a lot. Mm. And he was, he said, it got to a moment in time where, you know, I kind of like discover, obviously he's talking here. This is the sales language of the sales page. But he was like, I discover a way to change my behavior. And I've been, you know, journaling for like eight years since uh, without stopping. I've been, I've been managed to, to, I managed to accomplish this X, Y, and C. And he goes and yeah. said, you know, research says that habits change in X amount of days. He's like, I don't believe that. He said, I think you can change habits, honestly, immediately by this concept. And he shared the concept pretty much is when there's a transformational event, you can, mm -hmm. it's so powerful that your brain kind of like can rewire what comes next and you can adopt it. And mm -hmm. for example, our mom, she smokes all the, like we grew up and our mom smoked cigarette her like our entire life. Mm -hmm. And yep. I remember the day when she came to visit here and she was like, I just smoked my last cigarette like that. She's like, I just smoked my last cigarette at the airport. And we're like, wow, nice. like awesome. Like, that's amazing, mom. Like, we've been trying to tell you to stop smoking for years. I know, right? High five to your mom. And she stopped like completely right from that from that moment on. And. So yeah. I go back to this guy's concept, right? And now what you're telling me about mm -hmm. like the 90 days and the, the work, obviously, I, like I believe, mm -hmm. I personally don't know exactly what I believe. I think I lean a little bit more towards your side, but I, mm -hmm. I wanted to challenge that because I think it's interesting ideas, different approaches, and I want to hear I your thoughts on that. Asking. So the research that I did, um, I came across some scientific studies, right? Because I was not interested in failing at this. I know I needed to reprogram my head and learn new thought patterns and stuff like that. So I, I was coming across scientific studies and the magic number is actually 66 days, um, which seems kind of arbitrary. Mm. I made it a 90 day program to basically leave room for error and humanity and being messy and screwing it up just because mm. we tend to do that. Right. Um, I actually believe that both are possible. Um, but the things like seven days, you know, whatever, like it's either yeah. instantly or it takes longer period. I, I would say both are probably true, yeah. but in, in one case, you generally need, uh, a massive amount of inspiration. So you, you've seen people, um, and it can go both ways. Yeah. So let me make my point here. Um, it, you know, you've seen people who lose a loved one to death. And then they immediately pick up a drinking habit yeah. it's because something severe happened in their life to inspire them to make that choice. It happened to be a destructive choice, but they inspired them to do that. Or, you know, in the case of my mom, who was in the hospital in the ICU many years ago after a car accident, she was inspired so substantially. She picked up a new habit the next day that was very constructive. You know, I mean, the day after she got out of the ICU. Mm -hmm. um, but like you can do these things, but they generally require much larger larger stimulus in order to bring them about um yep. my husband definitely not like your mom he's he's tried to quit <laughs> smoking so many times and we've been together for like eight years um and it's like i'm not saying that what you're uh uh 
what what that other fellow uh, yeah. is went through isn't possible. I actually very much believe it is, but I, I think that huge pivotal life moments like that they're harder to come by. Yeah. And when you can't you can't always artificially manufacture those. I mean, I suppose you could put yourself in the hospital <laughs> artificially and you know put yourself through trauma, but why would you want to do that? But sometimes yep. it's like the birth of a grandchild will inspire you to quit smoking or quit drinking or whatever. Like these are big life moments. These are like the yeah. milestones, right? Or or like a big revelation or an epiphany and you can't reliably plan on those, but that's that's the reason I wanted to know the science of habit formation. So let's say yeah. you you and me and the three of us are just sitting here and we just decide logically and this is very important if we logically decide you know my life would be better if i didn't treat myself like shit mm -hmm. if you logically decided that there's no real inspiration behind it to make yeah. you do it it's just it's an obvious observation but why are you going to do it you're not so what i do is i you know i have all this stuff written in the book that talks about these are the habits so you know about what's possible then there's, there's like this whole um uh workbook that goes free with it which yeah. is like worth a couple hundred dollars it's completely free and all of this is to give you that powerful yeah moment with yourself where you realize i am a jerk to myself i don't <laughs> live a good life and it's of my own choosing right so you maybe we can artificially manufacture these epiphanies through self-awareness but then once you have the self-awareness what's the pathway because yeah uh, inspiration doesn't always last blah 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 like what you described is more of a more of a rarity planning for it and just realizing you probably didn't have an epiphany more of you just yep that makes sense i think it's time and yeah. you just need support in those moments which is why i built that yeah. concept and i think other people have things like it too i love it yeah Th thank you you know I'm, mm -hmm. I'm i'm the kind of person too that that goes in and has to try something like to be like okay does this actually fit the way that i like uh, that, that i want to execute or my time like for example like yeah. the birth of my kid like that was uh, one of those events for example right and then you start seeing the world in a very yeah. different way and you're like crap you know mm -hmm. now it's like this little dude running around <laughs> what do i do right like the priorities shift big time right but at the same time for example with things yeah. like publishing consistently right we talk about this like our first challenge like everybody's like oh you do it the five-day challenge or three-day challenge like what was that was that gonna do for you right we decided to go 45 days straight on facebook live right that was the thing that unlocked mm -hmm. and now we're episode what 222 on the show right like and that was the thing that unlocked but it was a, a, a long period before even the show even started that created the not maybe the, the habit of on how to produce it and how to do it but the act of mm -hmm. speaking on camera of putting your thoughts into words and put it out there right yeah. so for you know yeah. in our world in our context that's so important because a lot of people find the, that friction whether that's in life or in business or when it comes to publishing yeah. that nowadays you must publish you must be online right at some degree right how can you support that depending on your capacity or your if you have a team or if you don't have a team right so mm -hmm. i think it's super important and i want to encourage everybody to actually go to the links right below in the description and give it a, give it a try read the book go ahead if this is important do the workbook right do the work like when you write things down right they they sink and you can understand yourself a lot better right and and full circle to what we were talking earlier right we're gonna start to to get to know each other we're, we're gonna find out probably that we're lying to ourselves in many aspects in our lives and it takes it takes bravery right you, you're gonna be in a place where you can like you can appreciate that moment because you've grown 
and then you can go and implement it again and then you can do it again and then you've grown again and that's how that's how we move forward so yeah I, this I, was in fun this is what's coming to mind a long time ago this was years ago or mom sent send us a video uh this guy i don't remember his name at all but he was talking about the difference between honesty and integrity right and he was saying that like honesty was like speaking the truth but integrity was like living in accordance of like that that you were speaking And I feel like a lot in this space happens where, yes, there's a lot of honest people, but they n might not be living in that integrity because maybe they're not like accept accepting themselves, right? They're just like living in a place right. of like mental negative and they, they're saying, oh, you got to be positive, right? And honestly, I'm the first one to yeah. raise my hand in here. Like I, it doesn't happen that often, but I found myself, you know, sometimes falling into those negative spots and negative places and like yeah. talking bad to myself. I'm like, Dude, like, why? Why am I like this? And I know it. I'm like, it's like this internal conversation of like, why are you being so negative? And then I was like, oh, no, but I want, I, I, I'm here. Like, I'm just, this is happening to me, right? And it's challenging mm -hmm. to get out of that, right? It's, it's, it's honestly like pretty challenging. But it's learnable. Um, it. it is learnable, exactly. And you know, it, it kind of, my mind goes to the conversation we're having about crypto before this, that you're <laughs> like, if you're going to buy, you got to buy right now in the dip, right? And I'm like, I feel like, people buy into this when they're in the dip in their life, when they're like <laughs> struggling and having difficult moments, that's when they buy in as well. Um, and I'm curious. Or at right? least that's when they should, right? So like in the, in the financial markets, people, novices, they freak out when the market starts going up and they get FOMO and then they buy when the market's high, mm -hmm. which you don't do, right? And then they <laughs> panic when it's on the way down and then they sell when they shouldn't. It's the opposite. Like, you know, you should, when you see it starting to plummet, pay attention, you know, learn how to watch the charts and you buy the dips and then you sell the highs. Like that, that's how it works at a very simplistic level. And, you know, it really, I mean, to your point, it's the kind of the same way in life. It's like, mm -hmm. are you low? Did the pandemic kick your ass? Did you, um, you know, give up on a business dream that you had? Well, maybe buy into yourself at this particular mm. dip in your own life. Like nobody's going to make the investment, in, you know, when life's great. I mean, trying to sell to construction workers and, you know, construction companies, marketing services for years. I heard the same thing over and over. Oh, we don't need anything. We're booming right now. Yeah, but you won't be in six months. Yeah, we'll worry about it then. And then in six months, well, we don't have the money. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, this conversation has had a lot of inner locus of control right like that i feel like that's part of the topic right people looking at themselves owning owning their life and taking responsibility for their actions and i think the stat that i read once i don't remember exactly where it was from i would like to credit that but it was something like 90 of people don't have internal loc locus of control which means they blame others they point fingers and i feel like we can honestly see that going on nowadays pretty clearly um <laughs> but you know i feel like yeah. we live in a space where entrepreneurs eventually get there where they're like okay i or at least majority or some of them are like i need to take responsibility of our actions and obviously that's the people that we would like to hang out with so it becomes challenging yeah. when things get difficult because now you're like all i gotta look is inside and say how can i get better at this how can i you know change what can i do instead of blaming other people so i'm i'm curious for you you know as a as a rebel that you were growing up and then you still are right a rebel uh when did you realize that you had that power that it was you the one that was responsible for 
all your success, uh, that you couldn't point fingers. Because I feel like a lot of rebels out there uh, or a lot of people that don't like the rules are like rules suck in a sense are like, oh, my situation sucks because of those rules and they point fingers, right? So what was right. it for you, that moment that it like transitioned? It wasn't one. It was just, you know, my whole adult life. It was realization after realization because, you know, you realize you're responsible in this area and mm. that area and that area. The biggest revelation mm. I had, though, was realizing that um, if I had worked on myself really meaningfully in the right areas by changing the contents of my head, not so much the books I read, but like how I think. Um, that I could have been richer and happier and healthier all along and it could have been easier and more fun. Mm -hmm. I realized that too late, to be honest, because, yeah. you know, I, I didn't realize it until I retired. So I spent my whole first career uh, responsible for creating, you know, external success, but no internal success. And that just sucks. And a lot of entrepreneurs do that. I mean, yeah. you know, there were just so many so many contributing moments like i mean just picture a big jar full of marbles like mar add the marbles like there was no one big marble yeah. it was just lots of tiny little oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's me too damn it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's a, a key point for people yeah. to understand that it's like not just one big marble because i feel like a lot of people are just chasing um, that that one big thing right um, yeah, no, it's not. I mean, the best thing you can do is realize that you are the cause of and solution to all your problems. Yeah. Mm. That rather Oof. is powerful. Golden Boulder moment. Boom, uh, the gong. Are you wearing your helmet? Uh, your no, helmet? We, we, we actually need to buy, buy helmets on, so we yeah, can like it, put yeah, them on. When the, yeah, yeah well, we probably could have given <laughs> Laura p some PTSD with the construction company. Uh, I, story. <laughs> uh, but look, look, I, I'm That's loving funny. I'm loving this conversation and I've had this question since I wrote your intro. It's actually not that much not that related with what we've been talking about, but I'm like, what do you do when you retire at 37? Like what's life like? Uh, it's very well, contemplative. Well, <laughs> for, 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 for her, I mean you you rediscovered this whole new I, you, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean I was just like Oh, well, I don't like golf and I'm still <laughs> young enough to do stuff. I mean, you know, I, I took myself on uh, a celebration trip to Maui. Like, yay, I retired. Congratulations to me. You know, like yeah. throwing the patting myself on the back. And um, it was, man, it was just like I was just in such a like a contemplative place because I finally mm. had time to be that way. I'm actually mm. a very deep thinker. Um, and I mean, like Dr. Jordan Peterson, he's one of my heroes. Like I love huge, meaty, juicy, complicated ideas. They're fun. And then um, it just gave me lots of time to think. So while I'm I'm there on, on Maui, I was just like, I always wanted to live here. Wouldn't that be great? Uh, oh, wait, I could live here. So I moved there. Uh, um, <laughs> and, you know, it was, damn it, one of the best things I ever did. It was super fun. Like, I lived next to the beach and, you know, I was walking on the beach almost every day and hiking in the jungles and everything. And, wow. you know, but I don't want to sit still ever. Like, even if I don't need to do anything, I do because I have a need for creative expression, yep. you know, because like retirement is, in my view, not having to work anymore. I choose to because I love what I'm doing. Like, 
let's be honest. I make four bucks each on my book. Okay. Like, <laughs> and like, I'm, I'm not going to break the bank with that kind of like income, but like, yeah. I care about getting the message out there. Yeah. And like, you know, like I deeply love what I do. It matters. I hate seeing people unhappy and like, that's awesome. And the whole reason I'm starting my own podcast is because I, I just want to help people. Mm -hmm. And like, especially after the last year and a half, I've never seen people be so divided, so unhappy, mm -hmm. losing family and friends left and right, being isolated socially and feeling like they don't belong and afraid. Yeah. It's like, come on, don't yeah. be afraid. Like, live. You know, you can be safe and you can live. And I want to help you do it. Start the business, you know, yeah. take a yeah. risk. Like, it's okay. You know, yeah. so I do that from a place of love. So that's what retired people hopefully do. At least this one, <laughs> you know, yeah. follow yeah. your dreams and do stuff because you care about it. And, th and, th it. and thank you. Thank you for that. Because, you know, we mm. coming from Venezuela, this is the second time we leave a situation like this and it, it, it sucks, right? Like the, our country was destroyed by division, by, you know, family members like falling left and right. And there's a reason we're here. There's a reason we're raising our families here. And uh, so thank you. Oh. Do the show, yeah. launch it. Like I'm sure you yeah. will. Like ASAP, uh, we'll be the first two listeners, I'm first excited. two subscribers. And yeah, um, yeah thank you. Hey, Tell us a little hey. bit. Of, <laughs> plug that too. Plug the the podcast. Do make, we have a name yet? Make a public commitment in here, <laughs> so you cannot back up from Exclusive. creating your, your, your content. No, no, I'm committed. I'm doing this. So <laughs> the show is going to be all about sovereignty. I haven't decided if I want to announce the name yet or not. I don't know, but it's going to be all about sovereignty and exploring. Yes all the different nuances of sovereignty. I think one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of policy creators are making on both sides of the political aisle is creating one size fits all solutions for people. And it's very foolish. And I've learned this over the years as a business leader and as a coach, there is no such thing. If, yeah. if you know, intelligent, thoughtful policy that actually functions well and serves the greater good accounts for nuance. And I think that's largely missing. And, and, and I'm very excited to talk about sovereignty and all the different nuances. I mean, uh, I'm about to say some things that are probably not going to shock you because just because how we know each other at this point, <laughs> but they might shock some people. Women like orgasms. They're fun. <laughs> the purpose of the clitoris is specifically and only recreational. And yet women are shamed for wanting to enjoy sex. Like that's dumb. I want to offer people and women in particular an opportunity to be sexually sovereign. Wouldn't you love to have more money than you know what to do with and be financially sovereign? Wouldn't you like to have the chutzpah to actually start your business after years of dreaming about it, start doing the damn thing and live your life according to your own um, uh, dreams and hopes and everything? How would you like to learn about like, you know, actually detaching from like Western medicine? Is that your thing? Like, do you want to be totally sovereign in your body and your being? Do you want to be free of the fears and insecurities that your poor parents, God love them, installed in your brain when you were a kid? Like sovereignty is so much yeah. and being able to explore all the different nuances God, you can tell I'm very, very excited yes. about it, but I'm just, I'm so excited so to empower people with bigger ideas and, and realize, oh, all these little prison bars are optional and they can go away anytime. Yep. I can choose to walk out of this self-created prison. I get to decline and, and I don't need to do what society tells me to do or what society has said a woman needs to be or i don't need to 
fit into your neat little boxes that you have for me. I get to be fully myself. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not one of those people who I believe in multiple lives. You know, I, I've heard about it. I'm like eh, a little skeptical. So just hedging our bets here. Mm-hmm. We've got one sovereign life. My God, we have a moral obligation to yeah. live it well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. This is a Freaking totally divine experience to get to be a being that is rolling around in these weird little meat suits on this rock <laughs> hurtling through space. And it's like, what a privilege. And yeah. we spend it trying to please others. Mm. Yeah. Why? So anyway, we're going to be diving into that on my show and uh, giving people food to thought. Yes, yes, let's go. This is absolutely amazing. I, I was gonna ask you, like, yeah, I, I was gonna ask you, like, why you published, but I, I think this was very clear. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're, I mean, we're we're honored to to have this conversation with you. It was so fun. Just so uh, you know, we're gonna cut this clip, and that's gonna be the ad for your podcast, yeah, right? Yeah, there. We're gonna be like, like the passion, <laughs> and I can't wait to see a conversation between you and Jordan Peterson. I think it's hey. gonna happen. I think it's gonna happen He's someday. My dream guest. I want to have him on my show, and and like, he will. Be He's my your number ch- one dream guest. Hey. He's a mouthy little bastard. I love it. He's got all the opinions <laughs> on the biggest brain on the planet. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, I love his up. I love his content. I follow him. Yeah. I, I still fun fact, I still have well, not that fun of a fact, but I still haven't read <laughs> his books. I follow him. I've I've heard his podcast. You haven't? Oh but my I haven't God. read his, his books. books. They're so thought provoking. I will. I will read it after after yeah. those comments for sure. So as we as we wrap up, uh, what is uh, what is an action point, right? Like to the point. Obviously, uh, go download. The, you know, go go get the book in whatever form you feel comfortable with. You know, download the workbook, do it, execute it. Other than that, what's something that they can do today to like, you know, own themselves? Well, uh, you know, I I um I think it's really valuable to just take stock of where you are in your life. Have some really good self-awareness. Here's where I am. Here's what I want. What does the gap in between look like? And what am I willing to do about it? And the path usually will be found within the confines of working on yourself. Um, So, you know, there is one thing I did want to say that I forgot. Um, A big thing that actually really irritated me when I was researching the things to make my own life better, which ultimately resulted in the book, is that a lot of books depend on you having the ability to do the things Mm -hmm. and having the right mindset in order to take the advice. So I realized that every book I would ever read after I did this would be more effective and, you know, would actually stick in my brain because I had done the correct foundational work. Mm, And and my book does that. You don't have to read my book if you don't want to. Obviously, I'm going to plug it as much as I can. But like, yes, just do the damn foundational work on your thought process. Because if your thoughts are shit, your life is shit. If your thoughts are clean, your life is good. Yeah. I love that. F- f- funny comment on that. Like we, uh, on one of the shows that we listen, these guys like I'm starting like uh, I don't read self development books anymore. And like the the other co-host goes like, why? Why don't you read it? Well, I did some research and I do. I listen to the books, audiobooks, right? And I found this one guy that has read like 
50,000 self-development books and the guy doesn't make more than 50 grand a year. He's never <laughs> improved his life. So if the guy that reads the books for a living doesn't improve, why should I go? So I think it ties That's down funny. to what you're just saying, the basics, right? Like you have to be at this spot where you can like, you have to like go implement. So I love the fact that you can, you know. I caution on the word basics because that makes people think it's simple. I want to really Thank emphasize yes. foundation, foundation because yes. that's the thing that sits under your house and can and it's built of bedrock or granite or stone or concrete. Yes, it's no. hard. It's firm. It's not going anywhere. The foundation is what you build everything else on. You yes. Know? Thank I you. Love that. English love is not my first language, clearly. Uh, uh, so excuse me. You, you, you need to listen better. Fault. That's it's what's it's, happening. No, absolutely. Uh, no you know, criticisms of your language skills. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you were mentioning the gap. Look at this. This is one of my daily affirmations that I don't do so daily, but right. I need to oh, do no. so daily. <laughs> <laughs> I acknowledge the gap between where I am meant to be, my dreams, and where I am today. I am committed to take the action necessary to close that gap. I am an action taker. Uh, Let's go. What's Beautiful. Up? Why don't you do that every day? Uh, I take action every day. I don't read this every day, but I do need to. Why? It's in the title right there. Actually, I, I know. Yeah, I know yeah. that you don't. You admitted it very honestly. I'm calling yeah. you lovingly out. I love why it. don't you do it every day? That's a great question. And when people ask me now why, I'm like, I can only look inside myself. And I'm like, I just felt myself on doing that. So I need to So commit. do you have an iPhone? Uh, yes. Grab your phone right now. Hey, Siri, remind me to affirm myself every morning at 9 a.m. Hey Siri, okay. remind, remind me every morning at 9 a.m. to read my daily affirmations. Uh, Siri's thinking. Okay, reminder is set starting tomorrow 9 a.m. Let's go tomorrow Boom. 9 a.m. I'll, 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 I'll send you a picture. That's called digital accountability. <laughs> yeah. Damn, high five. Let's, Let's go. go, high five. <laughs> All right, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Anything else you want to add before we head out? Uh, just, I guess, thanks everybody for listening and having fun with us. And if you made it this far, uh, you are clearly a rebellious person who enjoys, uh, thoughtful ideas and good for you work on you and you'll go places. And I, I want to add there. Thank you for buying the book. Yes. Thank you for buying the book. <laughs> yes, that too. Thank you. <laughs> with that said, guys, thank Free you so here. much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show on your favorite platforms and on social media at BizBrosCo. That is right. And it's Laura here. Help you move one step closer to your goal. Please don't forget to share this episode with three friends and, and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys. <laughs>